for the What is nothing? Hey, now that's deep. What in the fuck are we doing here? What is something? That's deep, bro. Oh, hello. Welcome to That's Deep, Bro. I'm Christina Pajitsky. It's Sunday as I record this the day before the 4th of July and uh, big drinking day, guys. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, I've got to get wasted today, man. This is it. This is the only day in America where they let you drink alcohol. Get on that shit. Anyways, thanks for joining me. A few announcements before I begin. The documentary that I narrated called Can We Take a Joke? Uh, is out July 29th in some select theaters, and then it's going to be available uh, on iTunes, uh, I believe around the same time, July 29th-ish. You can pre-order it now on iTunes. The documentary is called Can We Take a Joke? And it's about the uh, horrors of the PC movement and how it's just destroying comedy right now. Um, It's pretty shocking. There's some stuff in that documentary that I didn't even know was happening, so... Uh, please peep that out. Also, also, I am touring again in the fall. Limited, though. I'm only going to do one night out in in certain cities. Um, starting September 27th, I'll be in Seattle. Actually, Tacoma, at the Tacoma Comedy Club, September 27th. And then the next night, September 28th, in Portland, Oregon, at Helium Comedy Club. Very excited to do Helium. I haven't done uh, either of those. So it should be exciting. October 4th, I'm in Dallas, Tejas at Hyenas Comedy Club. October 5th in Houston, Texas at a venue called The Secret Group. I don't know what the secret is. Oh, we'll find out. October 23rd, Indianapolis. I'm at Morty's Comedy Club. October 24th, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio at Go Bananas, which I love Go Bananas. I recorded my first comedy album there. It's it's just great. I like Ohio. I, I don't know why, but I just, I find everybody in Ohio to be very normal. What happened? <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe it's because Kim Deal and her sister live in Ohio. And Dave Chappelle. It's fucking weird, right? Um, okay. Also, Amazon, please. Um, if you shop on Amazon, I hope you do. I just bought a ladder for us. On Am- you can buy a fucking ladder on Amazon. That's how great that is. And um, I bought a ladder. I bought a dog gate because our dogs terrorize my son when he's on his little play mat in the living room. So we got that. Very exciting. Use my banner. What that means is go to thatstebropodcast.com. Click on the banner at the bottom of every post and uh, do your shopping as you normally would. It just helps. There's my dogs right now just barking. You hear that? That's Bitsy. We had to take Bitsy to the ER yesterday because she uh, decided to eat something poisonous um, and she her little legs collapsed under her and we were terrified. She's fine now, but, you know, a thousand bucks later, um, you find out they tell you your, your dog's fine. That's the best part about going to the emergency room is you spend a fortune and then they're like, just give her some water. Thank you. <laughs> I should have become a vet. It's the best gig in the world. All right, let's get into it, guys. Let's get into it. I'm going to start um, 
I fucking love this. I was making breakfast for the kid and for the husband this morning. We kind of blew it out last night and we ate steaks at like nine o'clock at night. So I, you know, I did a little shake. I did a little, uh, what are those called? Smoothies for the husband and I and for baby jeans, the huge mashed up bananas with some avocado. Uh, he loves that. Okay. Okay. And I was just listening to Michael Jackson. Now I'm talking Michael Jackson, not this goddamn freak show that he turned into later in his life. God rest his soul. I don't know what happened to him. I, I do know what happened to him. Joe Jackson happened to him. His dad was a violent, abusive POS uh, that made these made his children <laughs> into the, one of the greatest bands of all time, the Jackson Five. <laughs> uh, but this Michael Jackson, I mean, if you think that Michael Jackson is from the bad album on, you better get your entire life, entire life, because that is that is that is not the Michael Jackson I knew and loved and I grew up with. The Michael Jackson that I'm talking about, this motherfucker was so talented. I mean, it's like it's like it's like heaven opened up and dropped this this amazing talent on our planet and he he was amazingly talented from the time he was a, a child, 6 years old or whatever. And uh, Quincy Jones produced two of his albums, Off the Wall and Thriller. And I mean, look, there's no albums that I know now that are just besides some Prince shit. Oh yeah. Top to bottom. They're all hits. Every one of these fucking songs on Off the Wall, he was it recorded in 1979. <laughs> Shit's amaze. Shit's amaze. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, this is when Michael, look at him. He's so cute. Google Off the Wall, Michael Jackson. You're going to shit your pants. If you're a young kid and you've never even, you didn't even know Michael when he was a, a normaler, younger dude, Google it. Look at this album cover. He's, he looks, he's, a, he was adorable before he, morphed his his face into god knows what that was uh before he got all weird with the kids and the pills and all that shit before then there was the 70s there was the 80s and there was this form of michael jackson all right guys let's do it let's fucking let's kick the shit out of sunday no oh, maybe not Back then, just take it slow. Oh, yeah, 
go. Ride the buggy. That was MJ, man. Back when he was normal. God damn, listen to that voice. He was fun. He was so much fun. And then he, you know, and then he started taking Emmanuel Lewis as his date to uh, the Emmys or whatever the fuck award shows. And then there was the chimpanzee. And then there was, <laughs> and then there was Neverland Ranch. And then there was Brooke Shields. And then there was Lisa Marie Presley. And on and on and on. But I have fond memories of this album. This is back when you had a record. I don't even. God, I yeah, records they still sell, but who the fuck buys those? But uh, I, I'm not nostalgic for the sound of records. I know people are, but I, I think this sounds way better than any uh, record I used to listen to. But one thing I loved is the album covers had artwork, and you could do your homework on them. Back when kids, I used to just write my spelling homework, like on a you know piece of notebook paper, put it on top of Michael Jackson because I was so in love with him. And I would write my words over and over to practice spelling. And Thriller, I mean, I thought there was nobody cuter than Michael Jackson. There, there wasn't. He was my, one of my first crushes, him and Johnny Depp and Ricky Schroeder. Uh, Ricky Schroeder from Silver Spoons. Horseshit sitcom. Absolute dog shit. But man, he was cute back then, back when he was Ricky. Now uh, Richard Schroeder. I don't know what the fuck they call him. There you go. Michael Jackson. Okay, so what are we talking about? What are we doing? Uh, so this week on Your Mom's House, we covered um, a motivational speaker by the name of Dan Pena. Daniel Pena, he's he's a guy who grew up uh, in East L.A., Latin guy. Uh, dad was a cop. He loved his mother, but I, I think his dad was kind of a hard ass. Let me just give you uh, some flavoring of this Dan Payne. <laughs> Just listen to how this guy talks. It's it's my favorite. Here we go. Oh, oh for crying out loud. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Dan Payne. Hanging out with losers. <laughs> Wasting your time with people that mean nothing to you. Okay. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. <laughs> That's one of your top, top three, it is. three pieces. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You want to know why you're all fucked up? <laughs> Just look at the fucking bums you hang around with. <laughs> so that's a uh, that's Dan. The guy cursing a lot is Dan Pena, being interviewed by some other self help guru. And Dan Pena is also known as the fifty billion dollar man. Um, he was once like a CEO of some company, and I guess he made that company a lot of money. He got fired, and the next day became a motivational speaker. And he has seminars in Scotland. You go to a castle, and this guy yells at you and says crazy shit like that. Here's another taste of Dan Pena. This is why you're fucking poor. <laughs> here's here's more. God, all day I I love this guy so much. You're a cunt, Brian, not me. <laughs> he calls people cunts. Um, calls you a fucking loser. Here we go. Here's some more of Dan Pena. They think you're a big fucking deal. I know you're not. <laughs> oh, man. God damn it. And uh, talk to me about what, what's, I mean, for those first few days, what, what have been the reactions from people? Do you get people that want to leave? Do you this get people that want to cry? Do you, are, do, you, are, you, do you, are you nicer to some people because you can tell not to push them? I mean, you must, you must have to no. give a little bit or not push a no. little bit. No, no, no. Well, okay, we've had people 
piss their pants. <laughs> we've had people pass out. Mm-hmm. We've had people shit their pants. <laughs> Jesus a partner in a big four accounting firm shit his pants. Mm-hmm. The person that passed out was a psychiatrist. We've got Harvard medical doctors. Uh, we've got... Um, Why would they pass out? Why would they pass I mean, out? they just did. Oh, okay. Just the stress. <laughs> the stress of listening to you talk, Dan. Here's more. I, I just, I can't, I can't get enough of this guy. So my husband, uh, we played this clip on your mom's house, and I just became... Oh, oh, I just broke this microphone. Amazing. It literally just came off in my hands. Shit. Oh, my God. Well, I guess I'm... Uh, wait, hold on. Let me fix this. All right. I'm back. And I'm, I, I can't find the goddamn screw that goes on this microphone. I'm just... I don't care. We're going to improvise. All right. I'm holding this. Anyways, Dan Pena, I became obsessed with this guy after we did him on your mom's house. We played his his insane, insane clips. Um, and, and the guy, you know, he motivates kind of old school. Here's, here's some more of his stuff. Has anyone ever said, <clears throat> fuck you, Dan Pena, I'm walking out the door? Yeah. No, I've thrown a couple out, but nobody's ever said that. No, I take that back. One, uh, one uh, Romanian walked out the door because he said I was making fun of him, calling him a gypsy, <laughs> a Roma. <clears throat> but then when we came back in the afternoon, he was sitting in the library. And I thought, I, th- I thought you left. And he says, no, 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 you were right. You're so right. I'll be the first if I walk. Yeah, yeah, if you walk, you'll be walk. You'll be the, You're right. There'll be I'm a plenty of cunts here, but you may be the first cunt to walk out. <laughs> he called the guy a gypsy. And the guy's like, you're right, I am a gypsy. This is so great. So fucking great. Um, so, yeah, so this guy, I, I immediately fell in love with his directness his lunacy, his old schoolness, and I, I've just I read everything I could about him in the last few days. I listened to all of his interviews um, because it reminds me of it's definitely my dad's generation. Okay, this is and he's actually my father's age. This guy born around the same year, and uh, a lot of these dudes, these old school alpha males, they're from the military. Uh, they became men in the military, which my mother always told me, I'll only marry a guy that's been in the military because it kind of grows, it grows you up to, to join the military. There's a lot of great things about the military, by the way. I, I, I would not want my son to join because I don't want him to, you know, die. But, you know, you learn good shit, right? Make your bed in the morning. That's what my father said because he was forced to join the military by the Russians in Hungary and uh, he hated it, my dad, because he's not a conformist. That he's just not. He can't. He couldn't do it. So my dad fixed forklifts. That's what he learned to do in the military was fix forklifts. Uh, but it said he told me that it made him a man. So I, I I like this generation of dude. There's something I really really resonate with. I I think it's just that just uh, the just fucking do it attitude that they have. And I, I agree with it. Now, hold on. Let's listen to some more of what this guy has to say. Ah, oh, it's just the best. Now, you put a number by every fucking person that you emailed, Skype fucked, <laughs> tweet fucked, link fucked. And wh- which one of your goals on this other side of the paper they have anything to do with? <laughs> he doesn't. So Dan, Dan Pena, 
have obviously thinks that social media is a, a waste of time and Skype fucked. <laughs> Wait, fuck. Like, fuck. Um, I agree. I feel the same exact way. I'm not sure what I'm doing every time I tweet something or post another goddamn picture of myself on Instagram uh, or Facebook for that matter. I, I, I have to hold back my vomit every time I share something. Like, what, what the fuck am I sharing for? Who needs to know anything about me? Who the fuck wants to know any, like, I, <laughs> I mean, this is different. I feel like a podcast, you've sought me out. This is your doing. You, this is your fault right now. The other stuff, I don't, I don't know. Ugh. Anyway, oh, wait, one, one last Dan Pena clip. I'm, I'm in love. I don't want, I don't give a fuck if these pee heads watching this thing <laughs> uh, like me. You said they're either going to love you or hate you. I knew which one it would be. All my life, mm. I've been this way. <laughs> and all my life, people love me yes. and respect me. Yes. If you're in a foxhole, who do you want in a fucking foxhole with you, Brian? <laughs> you want some mealy mouth cunt, politically correct asshole? Or you want somebody that's going to rip their head off and shit down their neck? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. And, you know... <sighs> I struggle I, because this is the kind of shit I was raised with. I don't know about you. I don't know what your parents were like. My parents, I heard this shit growing up, okay? I heard my father would tell me over and over, your friends are fucking losers, losers. <laughs> and you know what? At the time, I was hanging out with losers. He was absolutely correct. Um, my dad was right about a lot of stuff. Uh Dan Pena is the type of guy who I bet you never called in sick for work. Not one day. Same as my dad. I mean, I don't think I saw my dad call in a sick day once. I don't even remember seeing my dad sick, like a cold even in my entire life. <laughs> that's, that's the old school uh, regime. And now there's something very valuable in this because I think right now I that's why I'm so I feel so out of place with today's way of being and and thinking. I I just don't I don't uh, identify with the horse shit um that's happening. I you know and it's especially difficult cuz I'm raising a human being and I see how the world is going. I see how uh, so much energy is spent on bullshit that doesn't matter, uh, that turns people into crybaby, uh, weak, weak people. You know, little shit like uh, schools. Okay, I, I know this is a bit in the future, but I'm going to have to send my kid to school eventually. And I, I talk to people that have children in the same neighborhood that I live in, and I hear this nonsense about. In school now, they don't have grade one, you know, first grade, second grade, third grade. They have a group one and group two and group three so that nobody feels inferior and nobody gets their feelings hurt and um, we're all equal. We don't call the teachers by their last names. It's not Mrs. Smith. You get, you get to call her Becky because we're all equal and... We shouldn't make children feel that they have to respect authority. Like, 
what are you what, what are you fucking talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? You know, there's something wonderful about hurt feelings. Uh, you know, everybody's so afraid of of people being offended and having hurt feelings that now it's like we have to cater to every single possible group. Uh, every single, everybody has to be okay all the time. And while that goal is noble and utopian and uh, Herculean in its efforts, it's not reasonable. And it's not going to fucking happen. You know why? Because the world isn't fair. It's never going to be fair. Sorry. The world will always be dominated by those who can dominate. (laughs) Because they're stronger wiser, faster, whatever the fuck. If you look at the whole human evolution, whoever's the strongest is going to dominate over the weaker, and that's how it goes. Is it right? No. Is it fair? No. Then should we not try to to level the playing field? Of course you should try. But just know, just know that to grow up in a society now that thinks that that's the norm, that oh, you should, you should never have to deal with hurt feelings, you should never have to feel anger or be shit on or feel inferior, well, that sets you up for a lot of, a lot of disappointment. Because life, unfortunately, if you're not a white man, you're in the fucking minority. And you're going to get your feelings hurt and you're going to get shit on. And if you're not ready for that... Because look, I want to change the world. I'd love it if people were equal and if everybody had the same opportunities. I'd love it. In the meantime, it ain't that way. So you got to fight the fucking fight, okay? Fight the fucking fight. And the only way you can fight the fight is if you have fighters that are strong, like this guy's saying. Who do you want in the foxhole with you? Some mealy-mouthed cunt? No. You want somebody that gets out there and just fucking does it just fucking does it man i'm in a I, i'm telling you, i'm a, ma- a female comedian and i'm surrounded by dicks douchebag guys some of them not all of them i'm surrounded by this horseshit every day every day of my career what what are you gonna do you're gonna cry am i gonna whine no i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna do my fucking thing until the world comes around it's not gonna happen <laughs> Anyways, I, I just, I, something in me resonates with Dan Pena and uh, with this old school mentality because uh, I, can't, I, I can't pretend like I'm okay with how things are going. Whatever fucking happened to just doing stuff? You know, I was reading about uh, Gen X. That's my generation. I'm a Gen Xer. I'm, I'm on the very tail end of being Generation X. And they predicted that Gen Xers were going to be losers. Okay, our theme song was literally Loser by Beck, and we were called Slackers. There was a movie called Slackers that came out in the 90s, and Kevin Smith came out with Clerks, and that that was like the voice of our generation. Um, Losers, we were just dope smoking, reluctant to grow up, and we were were supposed to equate to nothing. And by the way, we grew up with a lot of stuff, okay? Gen Xers are considered to be the least parented group 
um, of, of, of many generations, the least parented. And by that, I mean, our folks were out doing blow and the clubs and divorcing and, uh, you know, reading self-help books and, and ignoring their children. And we were a generation of people, of children who were latchkey kids. And some of you don't even know what that term means, and I'm glad you don't. <laughs> but a latchkey kid is a, is a child who literally had a key to their own home, and then after school, you know, junior high or, or elementary school, you would go home, and nobody was there, no mommy, no daddy, no caregiver. You had a key to your own fucking house, and you let yourself in, and you cooked your own meals on the microwave, in the microwave, uh, you toasted whatever you could because it wasn't safe to use a stove. <laughs> so we ate shit like Mama Celeste frozen pizzas, hot dogs with the chili injected in the middle, uh, not macaroni and cheese because you, at the time you couldn't microwave that. You had to make that on the stove. That was a, that was a mom item. Mom had to make that for you. But I ate uh, a lot of Chef Boyardee shit in the can, you know, that orange pasta disgusting it left your mouth with an orange ring like a lipstick i ate uh you know anything packaged spam so fucking gross and we were also the aids generation aids came out and in the early 80s and there was a hysteria because nobody knew how you could get it and we were taught that sex was not only uh not just dangerous but that it could kill you. Like, holy shit, you sleep with the wrong person without a condom, you're going to fucking die. Now, that's a huge departure from our parents who grew up in the free love generation who saw the advent of the birth control pill and free love. Uh-uh. My era, my generation, sex was going to kill you. It's dangerous. Don't have it. Or have it with you know one person protected all the time, every time. And then there was the crack epidemic. We grew up with crack, cocaine, cocaine happened. Uh, I grew up in Los Angeles during the LA riots. I don't know if you've caught that documentary about OJ that's, that's on. My husband's been watching it. I can't even watch it because it gives me so much anxiety about my adolescence. <laughs> I was in LA when OJ murdered Nicole Brown Simpson and I had to watch that asshole every day on a trial, lying. <sighs> Anyways... Uh, the point being, Gen Xers, the least parented. We grew up latchkey kids. We grew up with AIDS. So sex was off limits. Dare came around. Nancy Reagan and her dumbass made drug abuse resistance education because, you know, crack came around. And actually, there's a, there's a, a conspiracy theory. I don't know if it's such a conspiracy that the government actually funneled crack into the. Uh, the poor neighborhoods in LA along with guns. And um, anyway, it's, it's fucked up. The point is we grew up with crack. We grew up with dare. We grew up with latchkey. We grew up with AIDS. Uh, we grew up with no parents and we're not losers. The Gen Xers actually were on the forefront of the high tech industry. So guess who's a fucking Gen Xer? Steve Jobs, even though he's dead. He's dead, right? He's dead. Yeah. He's the fruitarian guy. <laughs> Uh, Google, that's Gen Xer. Wikipedia, Gen Xer. YouTube, Gen Xer. All these little things, these little companies you may have heard of created by Gen Xers 
And basically, we saved the 90s. That's what it says, is that we revitalized, this is what it says on Wikipedia, that we revitalized the economy of the 90s, my generation, and that we're being compared to the greatest generation. These are Americans born during the Depression era, so they grew up poor and horrible, and then they went to go fight in World War II, and when they came back, they built America into the powerhouse economy that it was at the time. Uh, so what's the, what's the, what's the lesson here to be to be gleaned? <laughs> Is that interestingly enough, the generations that had it the worst, we didn't have it as bad Gen Xers as the uh, the greatest generation. That that was that's terrible to grow up in the depression, horrible. But the point is that those of us who grew up hard knocks, that had our fucking feelings hurt, that uh, maybe grew up being discriminated against and told we couldn't do shit. I remember a time I had people in my family telling me that girls couldn't do this and that. Women can't be comedians. Women can't. I was told very recently, a few years ago, you can't have the same career as a male comedian. (laughs) So we who grew up with bullshit you end up triumphing and prospering and creating great things because uh, because of adversity, because of hard knock shit, it toughens you up and you get on with it. And, you know, Dan Pena, he's not 100% right. <laughs> I'll tell you what he does say, which I learned from reading his website. He's the $50 billion man. Look him up, Dan Pena. And he has all this stuff on his website for free. He does. It's all, it's all there. You just have to read it. He, have, he has like an ebook that he writes all this stuff in. And his big thing is like to just do it. Just fucking do it. Just do it. Shut the fuck up and do it. And, and I agree. I think I even did an episode that was called like shut the fuck up, do it basically. <laughs> because I get emails from people. How do I do this? How do I become a comedian? How do I do that? How, how, how? And the, really there's no big secret. There's no, I don't think, big mystery to life other than getting up and showing up and just doing it over and over and over and dealing with the feelings of frustration and the feelings of inferiority and the feelings of hurt feelings and still doing it despite those things, despite the obstacles. I think the problem with, with the, what, the era I'm living in now is that we're demanding the external world change, which is great. Okay. Yeah. But until then the internal world has to change too. You got to do your part to make the outside work. That's how it goes back and forth. Both of us. (sighs) I don't know. I had a fucking nanny. I almost, my head almost exploded. I had a nanny when my son was eight weeks old and you know, babies get freaked out. They uh, they have witching hours when they're newborns, where for you know maybe like sundown they just they just cry. Sometimes babies just cry when they're newborn. They they don't know what the hell is happening. They uh, they were just they came out of your body a few weeks ago. They think they're still in your body, and they come out and they cry. And he had a witching hour, and our nanny hadn't seen it before because she would always leave around the time that it would happen and. And I remember she saw him do it for the first time, these, this just inexplicable crying. And all you can do is comfort the child and rock him and bounce him. And, you know, you just wait for it to pass and it does. It stops within, 
within three months, you've got a, a baby, not a newborn. But anyways, I'll never forget this. My, I, she's watching him freak and she's very concerned. She looks very concerned. She's just younger than me. She's a, a millennial, very concerned. Uh, her hands ringing, doesn't know what this is. She comes back to me the next day. She goes, you know, I, I talked to my friend who's um, an energy healer and she looked at your baby remotely and believes that his um, energy is out of whack and she's offering to do Reiki on him. Uh, but because he's so young, she'll do it for half price. And uh, it took everything inside of me uh, to not throttle this person for saying something so fucking stupid to me. Uh, I had to, I'm sure I didn't hide it very well. I don't hide my feelings very well. <laughs> Ask my husband, he'll tell you. I don't know how to conceal feelings of rage and disgust, but I, I managed to somewhat, but in my head I was like, you're, you're fired, you're done. And we, and we did let her go shortly after. But, uh, but Reiki, Reiki on my eight-week-olds and half-price I just, it's indicative of this era, of this time we live in. Um, I, I hate to say it, but I, I worry that we're becoming pussies. Yeah, pussies. Now, I, either extreme is no good. I'm not saying that this, it's always good to be hard knocks and to be always in survival. That's not the point either. Because here's a downside to a guy like Dan Pena, who I admire. I mean, look, dad was a cop. Uh, his dad probably talked to him the way he's talking to people. My dad certainly talked to, <laughs> talked to me this way. And Dan Pena grew up. He made his $50 billion, And guess what? Guess what his life is like? Now, here's the thing. He's married. He's been married to the same woman for a million years, which is great. I love, I'm a huge advocate of staying married. He's got uh, three children, I think boys. And uh, I, God only knows what it's like to have this guy as your dad. <laughs> Wait, I do know. I do know. Uh But um, now here's his regimen, though, is that I listened to a podcast. He has a podcast, too, called the 50, Ask the $50 Billion Man Anything. Uh, Dan Pena works 20 hours a day, 20 hours a day, and he sleeps four hours. (laughs) Seven days a week, the guy works, and then he sleeps four hours. And look, and I get it. He's got $50 billion. I don't have $50 billion. But after a certain point, how much fucking money do you need? And what's the difference between 50 million and 50 billion? Really, in terms of your lifestyle, what's the difference? How many jets can you have? How many cars? How many castles? And if you're not really enjoying your life, it doesn't sound like he has much of a joie de vivre happening. If you're not enjoying it, what's the point? What is the point? Uh, You know, he's 70 years old. And it doesn't sound like he enjoys much of his life, which is sad. So there, there should be some sort of a balance. It can't just be all work and it can't just all be play. It can't be everybody's got their feelings and we're going to do Reiki and, and uh, you know, jerk each other off. There's, there's got to be a balance. Which leads me to today, to my topic, I guess, is balance because, uh, Dan Pena makes a great point about it that there's no such thing as work-life balance. There's sacrifice. There's choices you make. And I agree. 
Because if you whittle down the work in this area, there's going to be repercussions. You don't know what they are. Maybe you do. Um, but the exchange is that maybe you get a little bit more time with your family, with your friends, with you, with doing your hobbies that you enjoy. So there's choices you make. And number two, you got to actively schedule these things. This whole horseshit, this work-life balance stuff, it's the deliberate action. It's not as though it it naturally happens. Like, um, I think what I've learned about the most with having a kid is that you got to schedule stuff. I got my kid on a fucking schedule. I am Mom Cellini. The trains run on time in this fucking house because because it has to. I, I, I have to. If I don't have him on a schedule, the whole house falls to pieces. And I think that's why I had such a hard time being a mom in the beginning is because there was no order. The kid, it was just willy-nilly. We're up at 2 in the morning. We're up at 4 in the morning. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. My baby goes to sleep every night at the same time, and he wakes up at the same time every morning. He's got two naps that are scheduled, and that's life. And guess what? Mom and Dad have, uh, we have our scheduled time together. Tom's got his alone time. I have my alone time. Uh, there's time for exercise. There's time for watching uh, Netflix. And, but it's actively scheduled. It doesn't just happen. And I, you for, I forget that from time to time, that it's got to be scheduled. But without that, you're just going to be miserable. And Dan Pena, let's be honest, he's a bit of a miserable cunt himself, I think. I mean, you can't be this fired up. You can't be calling people cunts all day. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Hanging out with losers. I love this shit, man. Wasting your time with people that mean nothing to you. Okay. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. That's yeah. one of your top, top things. It is. It Freaky. is. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You want to know why you're all fucked up? <laughs> Just look at the fucking bums you hang around with. <laughs> Shit. It's, he's right. I mean, he's right. He might be saying it in a way that's, uh, you know, not PC for today's standards. But that's, this is the way people talked, actually. If you just go back 20 years, people did talk like this. <laughs> now it's, uh, you know, oh, it's very unheard of. But people, that's why Trump, unfortunately, Trump's using these powers for evil right now. How he talks, it, it does resonate because it harkens back to a time when people just said crazy shit. And uh, and the PC machine didn't jump all over you, but you know Trump's saying dumb stuff. He's he's using this for evil, but uh, but this guy Dan is right, man. Show me the friends, and that is absolute truth. If you're hanging out with people that aren't doing shit with their lives, chances are you're not doing shit with your life. Um, and also, you know, I hate to say it, but high achievers don't have a lot of free time. They just don't. Most successful people don't have a ton of hangout time. So you're really not hanging out. You know, in my 20s, I, I, I was, in my 20s and my 30s, I, spent a, I just worked all the time. And I, I had the, the great fortune of reconnecting with people I went to college with recently at a friend's baby shower. These are people that I loved in my 20s. And then, you know, and then adulthood happened. We graduated. I spent every week on the road. Most of my 30s were just eaten up by becoming a comedian. And... And I said, I, I remember them asking me, why don't we hang out? Why don't we hang out? We hang out. And I, at the time, I, I just, I, I, what are you talking about fucking hang out? I, I got too much shit to do. Like I got to, I got to, I got to work now so that in my forties I can enjoy, I can reap what I've sown. And I'm blessed enough that that's 
it happened for me. That's how my life came to be. Thank God. But I missed out on a decade of my life and, and okay, it was worth it to me personally. Uh, these people are not losers, by the way, that I'm hanging out with now. <laughs> but I, I just realized that like, yeah, yeah, I didn't have time to hang out because I, I was building something and that's okay. There's a time to build. There's a, there, there, your thirties or your twenties build so that you're not, uh, you know, scrounging in your forties. Fuck that. You want to be panicked in your forties? about paying your fucking medical bills and, and, and your kids stuff. No, 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 no. Hustle now. If you're young and you're listening to this, stop hanging out. <laughs> I know all you want to do is hang out. Stop. Get your life. Get the fuck out of the bar. And again, this is 4th of July weekend, and I know every asshole. This is, this is your big chance to go get hammered. No. Guess what I'm doing? I'm in here recording my podcast. Because <laughs> uh, I got priorities, man. And I don't hang out with no fucking losers. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I don't hang out with losers anymore. I did for a long time. Uh, I did in my 20s. I, I did as, in, as an adolescent, some losers, yeah. I certainly don't anymore. I don't, and I, and I, I agree with that. Man, boy, isn't that the truth? Oh, stop hanging out with losers. <sighs> God damn it. Get your entire life. Anyways, uh, so yeah, you got a plan the leisure time, you got to plan your lives. You got to plan uh, time. Plan your time. You don't have much of it. Have I said that before on this show? You're going to die. Did you know that? You're going to fucking die. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. I'm going to tell you something horrifying. I'm not proud of it, but my mother passed in July. Uh, yes, we know, Christina. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> and I had her cremated. That was her wish, was to have her cremated. And at the time, I swore to myself I would scatter those ashes somewhere in Redondo where I lived on the ocean. I got a permit to do it. And then life happened. And then I was seven months pregnant. And I was two. And then I was eight months pregnant. And by nine months, I was too big to walk. I couldn't even walk to the end of my driveway without wanting to take a nap. And I never scattered those ashes. And then we moved to Redondo. I had a baby. The kid's three months old. The kid's six months old. Forget it. And for the longest time, Mom was just in a box. <laughs> Mom was in a, a box in the garage. And, and, and I'm not proud of that. But we moved and I just packed her up and I, I didn't bother unpacking her until like two weeks ago. And I, I put her out. I, you know, I have a nice urn that she's in and I put her in, the, in this case in the, in the home. So, you know, I see her. I say hello to her and she's there. And, but it just a reminder, look, guys, this, this isn't forever. None of this is forever. And if you're, if you're listening to this and you're in your 30s, your 20s, even in your 40s, it's not too late to start shit. It's not too late. Stop hanging out with fucking losers and just go do something. Do the thing you want to do. Do all of that shit now. Go hug, your, go hug your dog. Go hug your husband, your wife, whatever. Do the shit you want to do because it ends. It ends, it ends, and then you're going to end up in an urn in your ungrateful daughter's garage. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's my biggest takeaway from this Dan Pena because it, his, if, if you look at his website, his whole thing is really just fucking do it. Just shut up and just shut up. Stop, stop the excuses and do whatever it is you're brought on this earth to do. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and see a shrink, God damn it. See a shrink. There's no reason to be full of anxiety and depression. No reason, no reason. Uh, 
you know, I battle with that every, every week, anxiety, depression, and fear. I, I constantly do things that scare me. That's another one of Dan Pena's things is to do something that scares you every week, every day. And I think about it, and honestly, everything scares me. Everything terrifies me in life. I don't know why. Maybe it's my upbringing, but I'm scared all the time. I'm scared about fucking up my kid. I'm scared about driving sometimes on the freeway. I'm scared of food poisoning. I'm scared of barfing. I'm scared of phone calls with people or emails. I'm scared of everything. I'm every day, all day. But I do it. I still do stuff. You have to. You can't stop living. You can't let the fear get you. You can't let the mind. The mind is a, a tricker. The mind will tell you lies. It'll, it'll, it'll go on its own tangents. It's not right. It isn't right. It, the mind is made up of a bunch of things that you had no control over. You know, it's not you. It's not the real you. It's, it's never you. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. That's it. Do your life. Get your life. Get your entire life. Listen to Michael Jackson. Be happy. Enjoy uh, the time that you have while you're here on this earth because it's not long. It's not very long at all, kiddos. And that's it. So there you go. My dad's downstairs. Uh, He's here to visit Ellis. Uh, He literally comes, looks at him, and then leaves. It's pretty funny. So I've got about 15 minutes until my dad leaves. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to say hi. (laughs) And... and, uh, and I'm going to get on with my life. So there you go. All right, listen, uh, that's been Deep Bro. Please send me your emails, your questions, your whatever. Send me your, your life revelations. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about. I think it's wonderful to know that other people are thinking about the same shit that I'm thinking. Um, yeah, I think this is the purpose of of the internet, was to connect with like-minded people, uh, not to share every goddamn uh, picture of your fucking sandwich and, um, you know, I, and another thing that kills me are these oopsie Instagram photos where people are like, I just worked out and, uh, accidentally showing the abs. Oh, oh, are you looking at my abs? Mm. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ugh, makes me want to vomit. All right. I love you. I love you. Uh, to quote Louise, Hey, I love you. Say your positive affirmations. Uh, that's what Dan Pena tells you to do as well. You got to say those affirmations because listen, if your mommy and your daddy didn't tell you that you're loved, you got to tell yourself. That's the truth of it. If you grew up with crazy parents, shitty parents, a lot of us did, you got, you got to reparent. Okay. Tell yourself how great you are and that you can do stuff. That's what I do. Fuck them. Uh, I'm doing me. Do you bro to quote the situation from Jersey Shore. You got to do you bro. All right. All right, guys, Uh, stay black, uh, and I love you. Now what? I don't know. Philosophize with Christina P, a.k.a. Miss Jeans. This ain't your mom's house. It's a different theme. Gotta be critically thinking. Like you caught up at a cocktail party. Our thoughts start to sink in. John Locke, or was it Socrates? Aristotle or Plato, maybe Hippocrates. Got us talking all properly, topically. Just a comedian discussing these philosophies. Serious questions, silly people. What's that? That's 
Ultimate metaphor for life, and you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro.